0: Okay, good morning everybody. Hope everybody's well. Welcome to the Boost. For those that are joining us now for the first time, we've got all these new changes that are taking place right now at the Boost here. Um Hope you like our new background. I don't know if this is gonna last for that long or just between, my, between me and you. So I hope you enjoy it for now. This we're actually gonna be on hiatus next week. So for those who are interested, who get My Timeless Lessons, Um, we'll be doing videos there. Uh, But with regards to the boost, we'll be off until October, I believe, the 12th, which is the the following Monday. So just a little housekeeping. If you don't get it, just email me, Charlie at Charlie Harari. Happy to put you on the other stuff that I'm doing. Um, It's more Timeless Lessons is much more of a sort of Torah-focused approach. Uh, Charlie at Com, if you want. Um, It's not going to be live. I don't think so, at least. Uh, And Andy, if you don't mind just posting it um, on the chat here as well. This show is going to be dedicated, just to give everybody a heads up, to the holiday of Sukkot that's happening right now. Uh, We try before a holiday just to take a minute and breathe, whether you're Jewish, non-Jewish, the denominations, backgrounds, observancy, whatever. All good. Wisdom is wisdom. Jewish wisdom is real. And when there's a holiday, regardless of the level of practice, there's still a lot to learn from holidays. There's the practice of things and there's the wisdom of things. And I always found that when you collapse the two, you miss out on a lot of great wisdom. You know, I learn a lot from football, even though I don't play it professionally or at all for that matter. And I can almost imagine like there's almost no comparison between football and God beyond so there's so many things that religion teaches us Torah teaches us there's so many things out there in the world that regardless of our level of observance just learning and understanding it is very valuable to our lives now the holiday of Sukkot is a very powerful one it's subtly powerful as I always say like there's a there's like a PR department I guess at holidays some holidays got a lot of exposure and people of all backgrounds seem to know about them, and some holidays don't have as much. Yom Kippur had an incredible PR agent, um, and I feel like Sukkot didn't as much. There's not as many, I don't think. But I wanna sort of explain, in my humble opinion, what a lot is going on and why in today's day and age, the holiday of Sukkot really isn't just about um, the Sukkah itself. The progression of the transformation that's supposed to be taking place during this period of time is one in which we go through a period of introspection, followed by deeper connection to our core, which is our divine part of ourselves just connected to God. So, when we talk about something like connecting to God really at a deeper level, we're talking about connecting to self because each of us has a piece of God within us. And that piece that is within us that is divine has a experience that is so much deeper than the physical world around us. So we have a body that is what navigates us through this world. We have a soul, which is really what connects us to the depths of this world. And when we spend the time finding ways to connect to the deeper pieces of who we are, we ultimately live very or more meaningful, deeper lives. I read an article today about a woman getting divorced. She calls it a COVID divorce. And I don't want to, I mean, there are, people, there are couples that get divorced. It's part of life. I mean, we have attracted and Talmud on divorce. It's not something that is beyond our religious beliefs. It's part and parcel of life. I don't mean in any way to, to downplay or to stigmatize or to say there's something wrong with it. If some people need to get divorced. But the article was so, I found it to be so off it felt so spiritualityless it was almost as if the husband and wife were just two roommates that just it was getting annoying and i found it to be lacking any spiritual depth a marriage is is a is, is a unification of sorts between two souls it's not like he gets in my way, or it's getting too much, or in this case, I want to smoke. It, it, it's not like that. But if you're connected to somebody, whether it be a spouse or a child or a friend or a parent or a sibling or a colleague, and your connection really is just physical, then it doesn't, you're operating at a very base level, but there's not, a lot a depth there? You see some people, I've, I have a friend of mine who is a very, he, I don't know, the word to use, I guess, is womanizer, and I had, we had these arguments when I was in my first, second year of law, he was my office mate, and we would talk about this forever, he just couldn't grapple with the fact that a young guy, you know, thank God he thought good things of me, whatever, would settle with, for one woman, like, he was just so bothered by it, bothered to no end like he, he just could he was like he was like he was like an evangelist for like not for, for for never getting married it was incredible and he was convinced that i was like being brainwashed by this cult called judaism that convinced me that my happiness would be found in the nuclear family and i was missing out on so much of life that i could access And I was taking the opposite position, depth and connection. And and we, we went back and forth. And I moved on, he moved on, we both went to different, ultimately to different firms. We actually stayed in touch. He became a very successful banker. And I'll never forget, I saw him on the carousel, you know, post-flight, you know, sometimes when you, when you land in like LaGuardia or back in the days when people did this and like you would land, let's say like a Sunday night at like 9.30, let's say, which was like prime flight home for vacation. You know what I'm talking about? You know, like when you land at like prime season, holiday time, so you go down and there's like the baggage, right? And, but it's not just you. There's like 17 of them operating at the same time, you know, the, the airport's like a total mess, so I was in baggage one coming from Florida and he was in, you know, you know, carousel two, coming from like Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> so typical. And I got the kids around or whatever. And, and I see him and I'm like, I don't want to say his name. Not that he's watching. I'm like, what's up? We are talking, hugging. And I see a woman come over. I'm like, who's this? It's like, it's my wife. I'm like, it's your what? No way. There is a woman that could rally you in? So he says, yeah, you know, I remember. Yeah, okay, maybe you're right. But he couldn't give me more than that. He couldn't, he couldn't. It would have been too hard for him. He's too competitive. And what he was saying, because we had lunch not long afterwards to catch up for real was, I don't know, he felt an emptiness. He felt an emptiness, yeah, yeah, you're gonna feel an emptiness if you look at another human being as just a a method of your desire versus the, the capacity to connect deeply. It's like that in everything in life. It's not just marriage, it's not just, it's parenting, it's parents up, it's friends, it's people that you go to anything with. And I'll go even further, it's food, If you connect to food in a very base way, it it loses it. It loses its taste. You have to just consume nonstop. It's, it's sleep. It's your career. It's life. Life has a way of giving us the option to connect to it in a very physical mundane way. And that option is always available to us. And it's always first on the list. It's always easier so it's easier to have sugar than to have healthy food so it's always easier to look at someone from lust than from love it's always easier to take than to give when we talk about the depths of relationship to god it's really a process of relating to things in life in a deep way to seeing the godliness because god is energy in my humble little tiny brain right divine energy that is in everything. Now, if you follow the process, it's credible, right? I was once sitting around a table once on a, some self-help thing, I don't remember what, and there was a there was this guru, I don't know, telling stories about self-help. So I made a comment and he goes, well, you know the Torah. And I'm like, you've heard that word before? He's like, yeah, got a lot of Jewish friends. He's like, you know, you you guys are all self-help guys. I'm like, we are? He's like, yeah, you follow that Torah? It's the best self-help ma- manual out there. I'm like, I appreciate you net- net- recognizing that. This period of time is, you know, sort of like self-growth city. We, we We stand before the creator in judgment. We stand before him the week later really in the process called Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur really is the the process of stripping everything away. If If you want to connect the dots of what's really happening between the world of Yom Kippur, of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur and Sukkot, it's really the process of growth. It begins with a realignment of priorities and Rosh Hashanah is the day that we crown God King. So it's like, wait, there's something beyond me in this world. That's step one. There's something beyond me in this world. We get to Yom Kippur and that Yom Kippur is, I want a piece of that. I want to connect to that. And so I'm willing to divest myself temporarily from everything. I'm willing to just really everything, eating, drinking, the comforts, everything. I'm willing to take a moment in my life and divest myself from from this entire world. And on a deeper level, what's happening when somebody confesses or praises, is you're just, you're, you're deepening even within yourself. You have, we have multiple layers of our soul. And so we're just going deeper and deeper and deeper and just basically just cleaning everything to the point in which we are, we get to the end of Kippur and we're totally cleaned out. And, and we're living in a way in this, this level of, of reality that is, closer to the depth that we all want, but just it's not sustainable. You, you gotta eat, we're human beings, we're put in this world to, to, to really enjoy this world. So, so we get to a place of Kippur and, and it's really this world of depth meaning through divestment. And so what happens after that is we get into this holiday called Sukkot. And the holiday of Sukkot really is we bring everything back. We bring back life, but through this, now it's gone through the laundry, if you will. I want it to be deeper. So you roll in for Rosh Hashanah and you're like, my life, my this, it's all, I get it. I got it. And then you go, no, well, actually, there's something bigger than me. And you go, actually, I want the depths. So let me just get rid of it. Let me live without it. Let me detox it from my life. And now I want to bring it back into my life in the right way. And the holiday of Sukkot really is bringing into the world the things you want, but in a, in a structure that is divine. The Sukkah really is a structure that has God's presence in it, which means no matter where you are in this world, if you can, if you have one great, if you don't, if you can just get into one even for five, ten minutes, it's valuable. It's literally a structure, which has contains in it greater presence of God, but Regardless of if you can or if you can't, the idea that we want to bring things back into our lives, but when we bring things back into our lives, we want it to be done with more divine presence. So when I bring back into my lives food, when I bring back into my life my work, and when I bring back into my life my relationships, I don't, want to just, I, want, I don't want to just bring it back and put it where it was. I want to look at it for a few seconds, and I want to look deeper into it. And I want to find the depths and the meaning of it. I want to find where I could be more valuable to it. I want to find the deeper peace to how it comes into my life. Because when I want it now, what I want really from it is to have a deeper relationship to it. The idea that we move to a temporary dwelling, it's, it's a deeper concept that life is temporary. And there's something above us and that can for some people that can be very depressing but for others it could be very very freeing i don't take myself so seriously all the time i don't i can't really control the future so maybe i should stop trying i can live in the present for a few minutes because i i don't know what it'll be and my job really is to just be here now and to connect to things that are much deeper than me because that's where I could go. This holiday, regardless of where you are, if you're in a place with a Sukkot, then do it in the sukkah. It doesn't matter. It just matters if you're, you got to tap in to what the energy is of the time. No matter where you are in life, no matter where you find yourself, it doesn't matter because spiritual energy is available now in a way that isn't like any other day. That's how spirituality works. I can say words in Hebrew and help somebody in Israel feel better. I can connect in a way that is not bound by time and space. So this week is a week of connecting into our lives in a way that we can delve deeper in a way that we couldn't at that same level and intensity throughout the rest of the year. That means I could look at my relationships this week and really ask myself, where have I failed my family? Where have I failed my friends? Not to think bad about myself, but to really embolden myself to be better. How do I connect deeper? What can I do? Forget what I want them to do for me, but what can I do this year to enable myself to have a deeper, more meaningful connection with my blank? And to be honest with ourselves and to think about it in a real way. It's an amazing thing that we have a chance to do this. And the energy that's taking place spiritually is like pumping this. It's like you can hear the crowd roar. You play play football under the lights of the Super Bowl. It's a different experience than when you play football the next day in the backyard. When you deepen your life on Sukkot. It's a different energy than when you deepen your life on a regular day, which we always got to do, which is why we have the boost. We got to be, we've been doing this for a long time, but this is the week. This is the Super Bowl of growth. This is, this is the time where it is set in the spiritual world to enable us to connect in ways that it would take us longer to get to. What, how does food work in my life? You know, food's a big deal in Judaism, not just because the kosher or not kosher, because in this the world of the spiritual, in the spiritual world, when you eat things, either you're building your body as a vessel to receive spirituality or to block spirituality. It's not just what you put in your mouth, it's why you put it in your mouth. Is it there to make me stronger? Is it there because I have to consume? How do I relate to my the material things in my life? Am I chasing that thing to impress somebody else? Is that really why I want this for? Because the person down the block thinks I'm more or less important by it. We can really take a couple of days and, and trust me. I got to tell you, because I, I try to take the whole week off and my rabbis are so, i went run one rabbi who is so specific with me. They do nothing all week except for family, study, learn, pray, be with your kids, be with your family, focus. And I'm like, Rabbi, are you choking me? I got like this and I got that and I got this and I got that. He's like, no, don't worry about it. God's got your back. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm ser- God's got our back this week. Don't worry about it. God's got our back this week. Take time off, if you can. Spend it, spend it with the people that you, that you love. If you can't do it, personally do it, telephonically or virtually. Take down the world this week. Don't run, don't run. Trust me, the world will be there for you on October 11th and 12th, whatever that day is. Monday, the world's not going nowhere. We deserve this week. You take a week off, and you rethink of every part of your life, and you live in the present for a week, and you study things you've never studied, you look into things you've never looked into, you have deeper, meaningful conversations. If we take off a week in our lives and realize that God's running this world, and we may or may never understand what's coming next, because let me tell you something, nobody could have predicted where we are today, last to quote: Who knows what next, who knows what this year will bring. We take a week off in our lives, really a week off, Attach, not for one Shabbat, for a week. Lower whatever responsibilities are where it's possible. Wherever it's possible. And, and, And delve into depth. Knowledge, wisdom, Torah. Pray in English. Talk to your spouse, your family in a real deep way for an hour uninterrupted without a phone next to you. To call that person that you haven't spoke to in so long, and just don't worry. Just talk to them. Sit, sit, if you can, in a sukkaf, not into your house. Just sit. If it was me, cup of coffee, and just think, think. Where do I want my Where do where I want my life to be this year? What do I want to accomplish this year? Just be. In Just be in it. And what you'll find is that this week can be the most powerful week of your life. It can set your year. You know, I always say, I spend a lot of time in, in, corporate, in the corporate world. I can tell right away if a company is going to be successful when they go through a challenge by the, by the amount of time that the CEO is willing to give to thinking and strategizing. CEOs that are like too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy, they, they, don't, they don't move exponentially. They move incrementally. CEOs that have the ability to say, let's take three days. I'll take my team. Let's go out. Let's go offsite. Let's think this through. They make exponential moves. So they may lose two, three days of like working, but when you look at them over the course of six months, they're making exponential moves. They're way past the guys that are always too busy. That's this, this week is that for our lives. This week is that for our lives. Take the time. Take the time to really get into it. Really, don't worry about the year. Trust me, don't worry about the year. And you'll find that you're going to see things you never saw before. You're going to want things you never wanted before. You're going to appreciate things you never appreciated before. It may save you months down the road. It may redirect your life completely. Be, whether it's physically or not, in the sukkah. Be under the shade of God for a few days. And search for meaning in everything you touch. enjoy it. It's such... A freeing, empowering week. I look forward to this week all year long. It's a week where you can breathe and deepen yourself and be more spiritual than physical. You get more control. You can change your life. All right. On behalf of uh, me and my family, I wish all of you Chag Sameach, regardless of wherever you are, Chag Sameach, happy holidays. May this be a week of real depth and real deep connection. May we understand there's a bigger world out there. And may we realize that God wants nothing more this week than to enjoy. One rabbi said to me, he said, pretend you're on a beach for a week. So he said to me, I kid you not, he's sitting in a holy city called B'nai Brock. And he says to me, pretend you're on a beach for a week. I'm like, no. He goes, yeah. I'm like, sure. You should do the same. Okay. Helpful as well. Uh, and I can't wait. If you want, check out Timeless Lessons. You can email me, charlie at com. I'll, bo- I'll be doing a, I'll be trying to do at least one video a day um, on that. And, um, and uh, we look forward, with God's help, to seeing you back here. Daily Boost, hopefully deeper people, come the 12th. Okay, all the best, everybody. With God's help, see you, see you next week.